Oh man, Alex, it's good to be back. It's been Where am I? What's going on? I just Who who are you? Did you shower right before you got on? Do you have all the Yeah, I did. It was like the first time in like a week. You got all the spit up off you. I can I can tell your hair is beautiful in this recording. Appreciate that. Yeah, for those of you that do not know, uh, my wife and I welcomed our second child into the world last Monday. Uh, Last week's was pre-recorded so that I could not be uh, recording with Jason in the hospital. Uh, I think think that was a good life decision. So yeah, our uh, one week old is sitting upstairs, Kaplan Alexander Krogh. He's killing it. He's a great little kid and uh, our first is adjusting and my wife is just a superhero. So uh, excited to chat with you. but uh, yeah, I'm a little winded, but that's okay. Okay. Well, honestly, How's your fourth? it was not exactly what I expected for a 4th of July, but it was still a great time. Um, I, you know, basically had to, well, I got to see a lot of friends and so that was great. But the actual 4th itself yesterday, uh, everybody was lighting stuff off and my dogs basically hid under the couch all day. And then yeah. there was a severe thunderstorm that rolled through. And so that terrified and another again. one right now and another one right now. So if it's a little spotty. We might lose some internet or power. So but that's not going to happen. It's, it's okay. part of the dangers dangers of podcasting remotely. Yeah. Uh, I, I, how have fireworks that are like silent fireworks not being been created yet? I guess drones technically do or you know like some countries have drones that do fireworks yeah like they just like fly around or whatever but how have we not created silent fireworks i feel like that should be a thing i don't know my dogs would appreciate that but maybe kaplan alexander can invent that one day hey here's to it and that way i don't have to record this damn podcast anymore <laughs> all right well we are talking about quarterback rankings I can't believe it's finally here. It feels like yesterday that we were just doing these rankings and a whole season has gone by and we're just starting over. This is the first rankings video. It just gets everything moving as we move into the season. I hope you guys enjoyed our Faces in New Places podcasts. And uh, if you haven't listened to them, I would encourage you to do so. Also, uh, what you really should be doing is be on the lookout for the sack of sheet. It is a ranked cheat sheet that we have put together our uh, consensus rankings for more than 150 different players. It has links to videos for more than 150 different players. It has consensus rankings, tiered rankings. It has sleepers. It has busts. It has bye weeks. It has freaking everything, uh, including overall rankings. So, we have spent time this offseason putting this together, and I think it is a surefire way to dominate your freaking drafts this season. Yeah, we actually tried this year. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did. All right, let's get into these freaking ranks. Let's do it. <laughs> Welcome to the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast with your hosts, Jason Shellcross and Alex Krobe. Let's go! Fantasy football sackos freaking can't wait. I'm so excited for this, man. The first rankings video. We're talking quarterbacks today. Oh. This is this is really why we do these podcasts because this is our favorite thing to do with them. Like the waivers are fine, but the pre-draft draft rankings is really our favorite thing to do. And it's it's nice to be starting them. 
you just we just put so much time into them and now we get to do the fun part about telling you guys everything we learned and also you know how we ranked them and how that compares to how they're currently being drafted so you know who we think you should pass on and who we think you should pick up in drafts this season it's going to be awesome and knowing that we're bad at this, maybe you should do the exact opposite of whatever we tell you. No, we're not bad at this. We're called the Sackos, but it's really just because we prevent all of you from being the Sacco oh. in your leagues. Oh, that's okay. Well, that's not how I approach this because I'm an idiot. <laughs> well, then we're not going to start with you. I, <laughs> I am going to start with our consensus quarterback one overall. It's chalk. There's not going to be a whole lot of discussion and back and forth and disagreement at the top of this list because Josh Allen is just way too damn good. Uh, He was drafted high last season and he lived up to his hype, finishing his fantasy's best quarterback in 2021. Uh, Allen was eighth in passing yards with 4,400, seventh in passing touchdowns with 36, and fourth in pass attempts with almost 650 that's freaking crazy. Um, he probably has the strongest arm in football, uh, but the guy is hyper talented, ultra talented on the ground as well. Um, he had 760 rushing yards and another six rushing touchdowns. Um, you know, it's it's going to be called chalk to have him at one, but Tyreek left Kansas City, so Mahomes is pretty much out for me as quarterback one. And I think it really just leaves Josh Allen maybe in a tier all, all of his own. I'm, I'm not really sure what you want to argue about on this. Uh, in 2020, Josh Allen was the number one fantasy quarterback. In 2021, Josh Allen was the number one fantasy quarterback. And that's where I have him ranked this year. Uh, so does ESPN. So does Fantasy Pros. It's chalk. It just depends on... We like waiting on taking quarterbacks later. The quarterback position is so deep. Do you really want to spend the draft capital on Josh Allen in round two, early round three, maybe round four? It depends on what type of league you're in. He's kind of foolproof because of the rushing yards and he's got the cannon of an arm uh, with an offense that's designed around him. Brian Dable did leave, so maybe that offense takes a tiny step back. If you want to try to argue something of why you should not take Josh Allen, but he's still really good. He does take a lot of hits, though, with those with the rushing yards. Uh, so maybe you have a little bit of an injury risk there, even though he's never been hurt. So it, he should be the first quarterback taken. It just comes down to when do you want to take him? Yeah, and right now he's going uh, basically in the middle of the second round at 17 that's, and 18. That's really early. That's too early for me. He's going in front of CeeDee Lamb, Mark Andrews, Saquon, Javante, Aaron Jones, Lenny Fournette, Mike Evans. Uh, All those dudes I would take before I drafted Josh Allen or really any quarterback. So it's just too pricey for me. But, you know, he's a number one quarterback for a reason. And yeah, somebody's going to spend up for him. I would just advise you to not be that guy. Or girl. Yeah, I, there's there's really nothing else to say. Our, our number two ranked quarterback uh, is Justin Herbert. Uh, as a rookie, he finished his quarterback nine. Uh, last year, he finished his QB two. 
both in total points and points per game. Uh, he had the second most passing yards with over 5,000, only behind Tom Brady. Third most passing touchdowns uh, with 38 behind only Brady and Stafford. Second most uh, passing attempts behind only Brady. And he had 302 rushing yards, which was the ninth most uh, at the position. This entire offense is back, Jason. Uh, we talked a little bit about it uh, last week with the Chargers, but th- they're still fully loaded in what we think is going to be the best division in football. And he is the guy that is going to carry them, hopefully, to the playoffs for the first time. Eckler, Allen, Mike Williams. Uh, they have Gerald Everett at tight end. Isaiah Spiller is there to uh, cue in or, or help spell Austin Eckler. He he was number two last year. We have him at two this year. Um, ESPN has him at three. Uh, Fantasy Pros has uh, Herbert at two. Yeah, I mean, he's currently being drafted uh, as quarterback three on Sleeper. And thank you, Sleeper, for your ADP information. Uh, great app to go out there and do some mock drafts. But he's currently going 33rd overall on Sleeper. And he is going four spots behind Pat Mahomes. Uh, I would take Justin Herbert over Patrick Mahomes this year. If I wanted to get real gutsy and say, you know, I understand that I have to spend the early round draft capital to get one of these top guys. I would much rather take Justin Herbert a round and a half later than uh, Josh Allen in uh, in the middle of round two. But again, I think you and I are probably going to end up sitting. Yeah, correct. I mean, if you look at last year, and again, when we talk about scoring, it's four points for a passing touchdown, six points for a rushing touchdown. So, uh, so Allen uh, averaged about 1.3 more points per game than Herbert and Herbert averaged 1.1 more points per game than, than Mahomes did last year. Um, You know, let's just assuming everything stays the same and they average the same amount, which I think you and me both agree. Mahomes is probably scheduled to take a small step back because of losing Tyreek. That I, I think it's borderline unconscionable that Mahomes is going before Herbert. Um, so yeah, we're, we're both strongly in the Herbert boat. And if it's only going to cost you a point off of Josh Allen and you can wait, how many spots did you say behind Allen? I, I think that's totally 15. worth it. Like that is that is a much better player you're going to get in the second round instead third. of the third round or early fourth when when you have to take Herbert. Yeah, Herbert's going four spots behind Mahomes and 15 behind Allen. Uh, it's 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 basically saying, would you rather have uh, C.D. Lamb and Justin Herbert or would you rather have Josh Allen and T. Higgins? I think that's a pretty easy answer. Yeah, I, I, I do too. So uh, I think Herbert's the answer there. But yep, let's move on to consensus quarterback three. You know, Alex has already talked about it. He is not, he's our consensus three, but he is not the world's consensus number three quarterback. Uh, Pat Mahomes is currently being drafted as the second quarterback overall, like we just mentioned, a few spots ahead of Herbert. He was fourth in passing yards last season, almost at 5,000. He was tied for fourth in passing touchdowns with 37 and third in pass attempts with 658. Um, we think that he's just going to end up missing Patrick Mahomes at times, or excuse me, Tyreek Hill at times. Um, 
Is he still going to be dominant? Yeah. Is he still going to throw for a load of yards and touchdowns? Sure. Uh, but Travis Kelsey is turning 33 this season. There's no cheetah burning up the com- competition, chucking up the deuces. Um, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster is going to have to get back, but not like back, but like way back to like form from three years ago when he was putting up 1,400 yards uh, to really make Pat Mahomes the stud that he can be. Um, I don't think MVS is going to do that. Maybe Sky Moore over the second half of the season. But Pat Mahomes is, in my opinion, definitely being drafted at or near his ceiling. And that's why we are not going to have probably any shares of Mahomes this season. Yeah, I agree with you. And also keep in mind, like some of this is the byproduct of him getting that huge contract and his rookie deals up and now yeah. they're, they're paying him. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, it, it's not similar to an Aaron Rodgers contract who he found Jordy, he found Devonte Adams sort of thing. Like there's still weapons here uh, with, with Kelsey, but you're just not going to be able to have an all-star team trotting out there at, at your wide receiver spot anymore. No. And, and, and Kansas City will be a fun because because Aaron Rodgers is basically a top ten quarterback every year. He's you know a little on the lower side of of that, and will still put up the the you know QB two years, or you know has the last couple. But it's it's tough to pay for that ceiling. I, I would rather take a, a guy that is going to be more locked in, and it, it's I just don't really like Mahomes. In that he's a great player, but from a fantasy perspective, I don't think he's worth paying the ADP price you have to pay to get him. Yeah, and I think it really just speaks volumes uh, for quarterbacks on rookie contracts and quarterbacks not on rookie contracts. Um, but I, I agree with you. It's just we're not going to get him. Well, right, and I mean, you look at the skill set between Herbert and Mahomes. Like yeah. Her- Herbert basically had. You know, a top five running back, two borderline wide receiver ones last year, and and they have all of those guys back. Mahomes doesn't have a a top twenty four running back, maybe even thirty six. He's got he's got Kelsey, who's really good, and who knows what he has at wide receiver going forward. So just just from a pure, you know, who whose skill set guys would you rather have? It's very clearly Herbert over Mahomes. Yeah. Yep. All right. Why don't you uh, talk to me about quarterback number four? Yeah, this is the guy that I think we're both the highest on uh, compared to everybody else. And it's Russ Wilson, uh, who is finally free of Pete Carroll's run first offense in Seattle. Uh, It's time for time for him to light it up uh, in Denver. He was quarterback three in 2019 quarterback six in 2020 quarterback 15 last year so it's not like we're yeah right it's not like we're outrageously high on qb4 um but i think we both think that he could finish his qb1 this year potentially like the the, the, it's it's possible so they have they have a ton of skill position guys there melvin gordon's there javante williams is there sutton tim patrick jerry judy kj hamler Howard Alkwukmanam is is there at, at tight end now that Mwakwukmanam, and so I, I we just we really like their skill set players of that that Russ has and like 
We have him at four. We're way higher on him than everybody else is. ESPN currently has him at 11. Uh, Fantasy Pros has him at 10. And, and we have him ranked at four because we think he's going to be that good in this offense. Where do you think Russ Wilson is going in drafts right now? Um, I, I mean, the way that you say it, I'm guessing it's like round nine. Round nine? Yeah. No, who? he is going earlier than round nine. Okay, uh, no, I was just guessing. I would say that also there's a asterisk on that. He is going as he one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh, eighth. He is going as the ninth quarterback off the board on sleeper right now. But you have to remember when doing mock drafts on sleeper that quarterbacks generally go much earlier than they do in live in-person drafts. Like the ninth quarterback in your league draft is going to go later than where Russ is going right now. Potentially round nine. I, at least I would think. Because at, this, at that point, you know, everybody's kind of sitting around. There's only three or four teams left that don't have a quarterback. And so you just wait. Yeah, maybe, but we love like yeah, yeah. yeah. He, so he, uh, to that point, Russ or Dak? No, the, the answer is Russell Wilson. Russ, and, and all these yeah. guys are going to all these guys, too. and all these guys are going ahead of him. Russ is going behind Lamar, Burrow, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, and Dak right now. Yeah, the Jalen Hurts one is egregious. Yeah. 81st Honestly. overall, he's going in the end of the seventh round. Right. And this is a guy that, you know, up until last year where he got dinged up. Quarterback three, quarterback six. He, he's a top five quarterback in a run first offense. Like, think about all of those seasons for Russ where he started the first half of the season just lighting the freaking world on fire was undeniable top three quarterback, if not quarterback one. And then Pete Carroll, Pete Carrolled the offense. And it was nothing <laughs> but Chris Carson running with, you know, half a disc in his neck, just pounding the ball. And then after that, it was freaking Alex Collins. And then after that, it was just dudes in street clothes. And they just refused <laughs> to let Russell Wilson cook anything of any substance. And now... I tell you what, John Elway is going to have Russell Wilson cooking up like hot fantasy football meth. Like it is going to be full bore <laughs> in your face, freaking chucking the ball 40 to 50 times a game. Russell Wilson out here plastering dudes. KJ Hamler is going to be freaking Tyler Lockett on steroids. And it's going to be yeah, just freaking bananas. It's going to be bananas. The weapons are freaking incredible. Akwugbanam is basically as talented as Noah Fant was. They didn't really lose anything in this trade. Eh, He's great. That's a bit aggressive too. Akwugbananza is going to be a thing. Okay. Just the value for Russ, the potential for Russell Wilson to outperform where he is going in drafts is I it's, can't it's even the tell. best. It's it's, it, it's the best quarterback value by it, far this year. Yeah, and it's they may be the best team in that conference now after this trade. 
It's true. And, you know, you and me have talked about this offline a little bit. You want to own every AFC West player as you possibly can. Oh, hell it's yeah. Gonna be f- it's it's going to be fun up and down games. They're going to be in prime time. They're all going to be gonna high want scoring. To be, right. You're, you're going to want to root for, for all of these guys in the AFC West team. So he kind of checks that box, too. And, you know, they have a have a new quarter or sorry, they have a new head coach as Nathaniel Hackett replaced Vic Fangio. Uh, so like they're they're going to be opening this offense up and we prefer Russ over anybody. So, you know, we, we don't really like him over over Allen or, or Herbert. I think we could probably both make the case that you should take him before Mahomes because he has better skill set guys, even though we have Mahomes currently ranked above him in our rankings. I like but, him at the value more than those dudes, though, for for sure. No, absolutely. No doubt about it. So. Yeah, I mean, Russ is going to be great. I can't wait to watch that freaking guy just cook up the AFC West. Yeah, so if if you're listening to this or watching this, he he's the guy we're targeting in, in every draft. It, it's basically going to come down to Alex and I looking at each other and knowing, all right, well, if the draft the, is the going this way, creep cre- yeah. Alex has two more picks before it gets back to me. I better take Russell Wilson here. Yeah. And he's and now Russ is going to go in like the fifth round in our draft because you and I both agree that he's going to be incredible. Correct. And auction leagues. I can't wait Ooh. to try to get him at a bargain basement level. Yummy. Uh, and and, and my spend tech. my fab elsewhere. All right, we get, we got to move on from Russ. We could sit here and talk about a whole you know all freaking night. It's just got very excited about Russ. Yeah. All right. From the highest high to maybe the lowest low, we got to talk Uh-oh. about a quarterback number five. Uh, you know, we didn't know what to do with this when we made this and recorded it because there are no findings at this point in time. Deshaun Watson, you know may be suspended indefinitely with a minimum suspension of one season. Uh, he may be or six games or eight games or barred or indefinitely games. for his life. Like, you know, we have no freaking clue, but what we do know is that when he plays Deshaun Watson finishes as a top five quarterback, any season that Deshaun Watson has started and finished front to back, he has been, he has finished as a top five quarterback. Um, he averages almost 4,300 yards, almost 30 passing touchdowns, 400, almost 500 rushing yards, and another five scores on the ground every season, which would have been good for quarterback five last year. You know, he's in a new place. Sure. With, uh, uh, with the Cleveland Browns, he, um, he's no longer under Bill O'Brien, but I would argue if you can average being a top five quarterback under Bill O'Brien with no weapons, you could probably do it again in Cleveland with Amari Cooper. Um, so I so want him to play just for Amari Cooper's value. I think you're going to have to watch next year to see it though. I, yeah, I know this is a prime example. So we're assuming that he's playing all, all 17 games uh, with, with the number five ranking here. Yeah. Uh, it's just not likely. And we're going to adjust pr- it if he gets suspended. Right. Provided he ends up getting suspended. For eight games, I think you drop him down a, a ranking for every week that he misses, which would put him at 13 if he misses eight games. So essentially, you would be taking him as a as a late round flyer, assuming he's going to come back after eight weeks. 
I think we'll we'll have pretty concrete uh, take on this once the suspension is announced, which has to be coming soon. Training camp starts next month. So more to come on this. Uh, but we have him at five, assuming he plays all year. And if he doesn't, then he will fall precipitously. Deshaun is currently going as quarterback 15. Uh, he is going 116th overall. And some quick math tells me that that is in the mid to late 10th round. So, yeah. Yeah, there's there, there's nothing really to say on this because it's an educated guess. Uh, and please, please, please don't draft before the end of August. Yeah, I mean, I just don't know. I hope to God nobody dra- has a draft in July. But in the off chance you do, that would be insane. I would wait, 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 wait. Yep, I agree. All right, uh, number six, we have Kyler Murray, uh, and I will be completely honest with you. Jason's way higher on Kurt, on Kyler than I am. Uh, I have him just inside the top ten. Jason has, Jason has him at five. Um, he's really good, but it, they're they're so we're recording this on July fifth. They're working on a new contract for him. Apparently, uh, also keep in mind Christian Kirk is gone, and Hopkins has suspended the first six weeks. Um, but that means it's going to be the Zach Ertz show. Uh, those first couple weeks until Hopkins comes back and they also traded for Hollywood Brown. The thing for me is that the Cardinals just suck at the end of the season. Like they have under, (laughs) under Cliff Kingsbury and I don't trust them to win you a fantasy title. Um, and I don't really trust, trust Kyler Murray as a fantasy quarterback. I've never had him in a league. Um, and I don't really think that's going to change. He's just one of those guys that I, I have, I've avoided for some reason. Um, even though the rushing yards are there, he kind of checks every box you look for. But just kind of more of like a gut feeling, at least from my perspective. Yeah, uh, I try not to go with gut feelings. I try to go with data. Kyler Murray that. is a statistical juggernaut uh, when it comes to his uh, dual threat ability. And uh, the reason I have all all of my guys ranked as high as I do, uh, my dual threat guys, uh, Lamar, Jalen Hurts, Kyler Murray, is simply just because I'm sort of drafting with the assumption that it's going to be a four-point passing touchdown league. Uh, I have Kyler Murray ranked appropriately, and really all those other guys I just mentioned. Um, Kyler, Kyler Murray is a machine. I think he's going to come out of the gate white hot with Hollywood Brown. You know, sure, they haven't played in the in the league together, but they did play together at Oklahoma. Absolutely lit up the stat sheet there. Um, and I think Zach Ertz, I mean, he was, what, a top three tight end uh, for the stretch, down the stretch last season while uh, DeAndre Hopkins was out. I think Zach Ertz comes out of the gate as a top three tight end to begin this season while DeAndre Hopkins is out. I think that that offense is going to hum. Yeah. And I mean, again, in 2019, Kyler was eight in 2020. He was three last year. He was 10 uh, with, with missing some time with injuries and James Conner was on an absolute bender from a rushing touchdown perspective. So if any of those points go to Kyler, then he's a top five guy, right? So we, yeah. we, we have him ranked at six. Uh, ESPN Fantasy Pros has him at five. Um, so we, we have him in the ballpark. Theoretically, he's five if Deshaun Watson isn't uh, <laughs> once he's suspended sort of thing. So um, 
Yeah, I mean, we we have him ranked appropriately. Uh, he's he's got a bunch of weapons in in that offense, but man, I hope their offense just doesn't suck at the end of this season like it has the last couple of years. Because <laughs> like he he'll get you to the fantasy playoffs, but I don't know if he'll win it for you based on how he's played the last couple of years. Yeah, Kyler Murray currently being drafted fifty seventh overall at the end of the fifth round. So there's that. Uh, man, I still like Russell. Like a whopping, <laughs> you know, 20 picks later. So, yeah. just silliness. Yep. Okay. Uh, let's move on, shall we? Our next. And, and it should just, uh, sorry to, to interrupt you. It should be noted that the way that, uh, and I don't know how much tier information you want to give away. By the way, the sack of sheet is going to have all this information. But we we basically have this as a giant tier because we trust almost you know pretty much all these guys a very similar amounts and there's like it's very very difficult for us to draw like a, this quarterback is way way better uh than another quarterback we kind of look at them as all the same and so that's why we're comfortable with waiting on a quarterback because basically from Mahomes to how who however far down you want to draw a line we're we're cool with all of them yeah I mean, they're all going to, you know, do better than each other on any given week. So it's kind of just like pick one. I'd rather probably have the guy that I think has some of the highest upside and is going the latest, which is Russ Wilson. Yep. So, all right. If you would have told me as we move on, if you would have told me that a 43 year old quarterback is going to lead the league in passing, I would have called you freaking nuts. <laughs> but that is exactly what Tom Terrific Tom Brady did last season. Yar Buccaneers. Yeah. Tampa Bay, baby. He led all quarterbacks in passing with more than 5,300 yards and 43 scores. And he even got into the, into the end zone twice on the ground last season. I don't think anybody saw that coming, right? Nah, he gets one or two every year. He is our quarterback seven this year. I know, I know, I know he was so freaking good last year. Why is he a quarterback seven? Um, it's really not a knock on him. I personally think that we just both like other dudes more um, yeah. to keep ascending as Brady goes into what could be his last season in the league. Uh, it, and I also think that he's going to kind of be down a couple guys for some stretches this season. He lost Chris Godwin to an ACL injury in week 15 last season. And the signs out of camp and OTAs and all that are not good for Godwin. Uh, there is no timetable for his return. Not even any mention of him doing anything productive towards playing. Uh, at this point, I think he's pretty much a shoe in to start the season on the pup, um, which would be a huge loss for Brady to begin the season. And then you also couple, couple that with Gronk's retirement. and Maybe. If anything, I think Gronk maybe comes back, you know, as they get towards the playoffs, but I don't think Gronk is going to play, you know, 17, 18 games. It's it's not, he's not playing 18 weeks. Um, So it's just, you know, all of that kind of combined, plus him getting a year older sort of has a son. Gronk hanging out with Camille Kostek, by the way, it's really, really rough uh, on on him. I, (laughs) I hope hope he's okay. Yeah, I'm sure he's not going to enjoy that at all. No, Um, terrible retirement. Terrible retirement. Um, So that knocks Tom Brady just outside the top half of our quarterback rankings. Um, 
we think he's going to be solid, but you know, without Godwin and Gronk, we just don't see him repeating as uh, the offensive juggernaut that he was last season. So, so what what happens if they actually end up running the ball <laughs> with Lenny? You know, like they, well, yeah, or just just anybody. Honestly, like I, I, Ronald Jones is gone, so it's it's pretty much the Lenny show. But they've thrown the ball so much under under Bruce Arians, and Bruce Arians was chucking it with when he had Jameis. So it is possible that the offense changes a little bit and they run the ball a little bit more mildly. I, I understand that, but because Brady doesn't have any of the rushing yards, he could have some dud weeks if if they end up do running the ball more. That's that's all I'm saying because theoretically they should blow out every team that's in the NFC South from a divisional game perspective. And so game script should say that they'll run the ball and run the clock out. That's just not how the offense has worked the last couple of years. So that's that's just a one reservation that I have from a Brady perspective. But I mean, he's simply been fantastic. You know, 2019, he was 12 uh, with with the Pats. 2020, was he was the eighth, 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 easy for me to say, ranked quarterback. And last year he was three. Like, that's wild. But I wouldn't draft him as a third-ranked quarterback. No no chance. Lenny Fournette is currently going as running back 14. Yeah, that's wonderful. Uh, that's insane value. Um, Lenny in PPR leagues, you could, you could almost justify him being a top-five pick, really. Yeah, and Fournette had, what, how many targets last year? He had 69 catches. Nice. And on 84 targets. Like, there is a world where those numbers find a way to go higher. Like, without right. Godwin and Gronk, there is a world where Lenny Fournette finishes with more than 100 targets. And if that's the case, Lenny Fournette <laughs> is a top five back. Like, yeah, it's true. No ifs, ands, or buts. The rest of that conference is just not it. So, yeah, and, and before and before you think that's hyperbole on Jason's standpoint, he was running back seven last year. Uh, so that's that's not that big of a leap to get him into the into the top five. My guy Leonard Fournette, uh, who if you've been a longtime listener, he was my guy, and then he got cut by Jacksonville, and I was devastated. But he's yeah. he's still been a top ten guy every year. Like he he's a machine. I have him ranked inside the top 10 on my personal rankings as well. So, and it's for this reason, you know, a lot of these uh, targets, they're not all going to go to Mike Evans or Russell Gage. I think a lot of these are going to turn into check downs to Lenny. So as yep. long as he actually holds on to that three down gig and they don't really start spelling him or doing anything too cute. Uh, I understand Rashad's white is there, but that's not something I'm too concerned about. But back to the quarterback situation. I'm trying to reel it back in a little bit. Um, Tom Brady, uh, he's going 87th overall right now. Do you see any value in 87th? That is the beginning of round eight. Sure, especially in six points for a passing touchdown. Like that, he would have more value in that than a four point, um, which which is why we have him a little bit lower, honestly. Um, going, moving on to our our eighth. I can't say that tonight. I baby block. 
Uh, eighth ranked quarterback Lamar Jackson is is where we have him. We're and I we're a little bit lower on him than most people. Are we too um, low? I mean, it's possible. He's just not a good throwing quarterback. Yeah, wasn't he like quarterback one two years ago, three years ago now? Like in the yes. league overall, like right. record so setting 20, MVP. Twenty nineteen, he was quarterback one. 2020, he was quarterback 10. Last year, he was quarterback 16. Last year, he was hurt. I get it, but he wasn't in 2020 and ended up as quarterback 10. Like, he he loses Hollywood Brown. He's got Bateman and Mark Andrews. J.K. Dobbins is coming back. Gus Bus is back. He didn't have a running game last season because he was the only one that could run. Like, they ran with Devonta Freeman and Lev Bell. Like even you only and, need and one. Yeah. You only need one out of JK Dobbins and Gus Edwards for Lamar to be able to run the ball again. And I say that he couldn't run the ball. He still had almost 900 yards and five rushing touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, he, he had, a, he had plenty of rushing yards. He had the eighth most or yeah, he averaged the eighth most points per game last year when he played. And some of those weeks involved the weeks that he got hurt. Yeah. So the it's more of a when do you want to take him? Again, we feel very similar on on a lot of these guys. He's just gone uh, too high. Yeah. I mean, ESPN and Fantasy Pros both have Lamar Jackson as, as the fourth ranked quarterback. And I don't think either of us are willing to pay the price to get him there. So we just won't. We just won't be having him on our team. And and I He's had him being, last year. Yeah. He 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 never really had that explosive week He's that, being that I was taken. waiting for. He was fine. He's being taken as the fourth quarterback overall, and he's going at like one of the first picks in the fifth round right now. So it's just I mean, I, I like him. I think he's going to be good, but I just have him lower because he's not going to generate passing touchdowns for you. The I was that's yes. And I completely agree. And I was just going to say, if Marquise Brown was coming back, I could find a way to argue for this, but without Hollywood there, you are hanging a lot on Rashad Bateman, who has not been able to produce yet. Look, I know the guy was a stud. I know he was a stud. Totally get that collegiate freaking stud has not translated yet to the NFL and that is a lot to burn an early fifth round pick on when you yeah, can get I mean, Russ in the seventh or eighth and again I, I know he missed a couple games but how, it's really really hard to justify a guy that had 16 touchdown passes and 13 interceptions last year Oof. the 20, 23rd most passing touchdowns like that's just that's tough to to kind of it's a passing league and he's not throwing touchdowns and that offense seemingly got more figured out last year after that Miami game where, where Miami just destroyed them and Huntley looked like a way better quarterback than Lamar did when he played. I know. I know. So, so there, you go back to our first podcast last year, which I think we recorded on the same day. I think our, our podcast name was don't draft Lamar Jackson, which was kind of tongue in cheek, but it's, yeah. it's a thing where I don't know if I can rely on Lamar Jackson 
I, I'm definitely not taking him in a six points for a passing touchdown league. There's just no chance that, that I'm investing in him. Um, and we have him this low because he just didn't, he didn't have those wow weeks that he had a couple years ago where he was the number one fantasy guy uh, in, in 2019. You lose Hollywood. You don't know if the running backs are healthy. It's just not there at the value. The value is not there for me. So, all right, moving on. Our next quarterback, none other than Joey Sanchez, Joe Burrow. Mr. Franchise, probably the swaggiest quarterback in the league last year, somehow found a way to finish his quarterback eight last season. Time to get stogies out. Yeah, I know. And I think his offensive line, it was like the Hamburglar, maybe Barney in there for a couple of games. Like it was, it was a brutal offensive line. Is, isn't that where you went uh, for a couple of weeks when you weren't on the pod last year? Were you actually playing for the Bengals on their line? Yeah, I was. I just kind of sat there and got knocked over a couple of times. Let Joe Burrow <laughs> get sacked, you know, looking like anybody else on that line last season, last couple of seasons for that matter. Um, you know, their front office was scorched. Uh, like pre and post draft last year when they decided to draft Jamar Chase instead of helping out Joe Burrow. Um, I, I think that turned out okay. I think it turned out okay. Uh, yeah. But he finished last year again. I mean, just speaking to how little he was protected, he was the most sacked quarterback in the league with 51 sacks. And that's despite not even playing the last game. Like, the right side of the line was completely made over in the offseason. They signed Lyle Collins and Alex Kappa and Ted Karras is going to take over at center. And then they drafted Cordell Volson in the fourth round, who may be the answer at left guard. It is going to be by far and away the best line that Joe Burrow has had to sit back and throw behind. And absolutely the best line that Joe Mixon has had the opportunity to run behind. Um I think it's going to mean, you know, more downfield throws for Jamar Chase and T Higgins and more big plays. If there is such a thing as more big plays somehow for the Cincinnati offense, Um, he's our quarterback nine this year after finishing his quarterback eighth as the eighth quarterback last season with a handkerchief to block for him. Um, I think we might be. It's just so hard with all these guys, right? How to rank them. Like I want them all to be high and I just, I want to find a way to get Joe Burrow higher in our ranks. So yeah, it's really hard to do it. And again, that's why we have a giant tier here. Also keep in mind that Joe Burrow was okay, but he had the, those couple of weeks in the fantasy playoffs in week 16 and 17 last year where he, uh, week 16 went for 525 yards and four passing touchdowns. That'll week do 17. He went for 446 and four passing touchdowns. That'll work. So, uh, so he, he was really kind of buoyed by those couple games. Also, Joe Mixon was, was great, uh, last year from a rushing touchdown perspective. Uh, so, but, but Burrow was super consistent. And then he had this stretch starting in week nine, Zero touchdowns by week, one touchdown, one touchdown, one touchdown, two touchdowns, one touchdown, and then four, four to end it. So it's, it's not like he was electric during that kind of middle of the season, but before that pretty consistent two, two, three, two, two, three, three, three. So if, if that's going to start and and continue, um, instead of that downturn and all these guys are back, right? Higgins is back. 
uh, Chase is back, Mixon's back, Boyd's back. So we we like this offense a considerable amount. Hard to put him higher because he doesn't have the rushing yards, but considering this was year one back after a torn ACL and potentially this offense only gets better going forward is pretty frightening. Pretty freaking frightening indeed. Um, Speaking of frightening, I just got the shit scared out of me by lightning outside. So, all right, I'm good. Okay, uh, Jalen Hurts, number 10 uh, ranked quarterback. Uh, I think I think you and me are, are down on him compared to, to most other people. Uh, people are, are really ranking that Eagles offense as a juggernaut uh, because of the trade for A.J. Brown. I, I don't know if I love him that much. He, he was kind of really uh, bolstered last year by 10 rushing touchdowns, even though Sanders didn't have any rushing touchdowns. They still have Devonta Smith, who was wide receiver 29 last year. They have Dallas Goddard. It's an offense that's theoretically poised to take a step forward, but he only had the 21st most passing attempts last year. So if they're not throwing the ball that much, it's really hard to be like that has to cap your ceiling at some point. Yeah, absolutely agree. Um, Man, I just, and and he, and he was great last year. He finishes as quarterback nine, but and and if you if you're just objectively looking at it, well, they have AJ Brown now, and pretty much everybody else on their offense is back. He should be at you know at worst nine. How do you guys? How can you possibly justify him at ten? It's a good question. It's simply propped up based on his on the ground production. What'd you say? Ten rushing scores. He had ten rushing touchdowns. Like that's the rushing offense. That's why Miles Sanders had zero. Like it's him being ranked there is just a byproduct of us doing this for uh, quarterbacks that have four points for a passing touchdown because he's really not much of a quarterback. He's sort of the one a rushing option. Right. So, yeah, somebody I'm I'm definitely avoiding in six points for passing touchdown league. Uh, he did have the most carries at the running back position, but that's mostly because Lamar got hurt. And again, 10 rushing touchdowns. I don't think that's going to happen again. And he, you know, it's possible he'll give you a couple top five quarterback weeks, but I just don't really think, I mean, we have him in this tier. We think he's fine, but we would definitely prefer Russ Wilson over him. Absolutely. Um, All right, moving on. Our next quarterback, our consensus quarterback 11 is none other than Aaron Rodgers. Uh, You know, I think he made it into the top 12 consensus quarterbacks for us, basically on arm talent and arm talent only. Uh, I know he was quarterback five last season, but he had Devontae Adams. Uh, And this year, it's basically Sammy Watkins, Alan Lazard, uh, Bobby Tanyan. Future NFL Hall of Famer, Alan Lazard. Yes. How could I forget that? And then, you know, high school players coming off the street in street (laughs) clothes. So it's just really freaking brutal if Alan Lazard is your wide receiver one option. Um, He could be really great this year. He's going to be a huge freaking value is what he's going to be. Christian Watson, I think, is going to be another huge draft value, too, because like I know that they and Aaron Rodgers included don't really like playing rookies um, just because of the constant miscommunication and Aaron Rodgers barks at him all the time. But 
like Christian Watson is easily going to walk into this as potentially the most talented wide receiver on day one. Um, so he's out of my top 12 personal rankings, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him finish there just because of the arm talent. And we talked about this on the sack of sheet stuff. Um, don't be surprised if you see Aaron Jones split out wide this year. Yeah, really like him at the running back position this year. Historically, you know, obviously he's had uh, uh, Adams who who got traded away in the offseason. But 2019, Rodgers was quarterback nine. He was quarterback two in 2020 and and quarterback five last year. I know all that's going to take a little bit of a hit because Adams isn't there. But I still think he's going to find a way to be a top 10 guy uh, because of just who he is he's a hall of famer he's the most accurate quarterback that i've ever seen play uh play the position and unfortunately i've had to watch it as a bears fan for the last decade and a half so uh all right last last guy i think we're going to talk about is dak prescott uh we have him down at 12 uh which is way lower than most people espn has him at six fantasy pros has him at nine um and i don't really know why we have him this low <laughs> so how's that for analysis uh, he uh, lost we, Amari we, yeah we right I mean that's that's probably the only thing we we actually he, well both he lost Amari he lost Cedric Wilson and Gallup is coming back from an ACL and hasn't practiced so like he lost some weapons that's fair that's all fair but I mean he was quarterback seven last year after that horrific leg injury from the year before and I believe Jason just left the podcast because his cable cut out. So I will keep talking about Dak. If like I love Dak Prescott so much last year and had him on almost every team and it felt like a giant letdown. But after looking at like what Mike McCarthy did on offense and what they showed two years ago, that's like they're going to throw the ball so much potentially. And I think that's why people are down on, on Zeke this year, but he, he had three or more passing touchdowns in five of the first six weeks did Dak last year. And then he kind of got hurt in that Patriots game and he kind of fell off. So we think Dak's going to be fine, but that that's why we have him at 12. We're not going to have much stock in him because he's going way, way too early in drafts. Uh, for our blood and again he's part of this giant tier we trust everybody but there's not a whole lot else uh, to say about Dak all right thank you Alex for wrapping up our quarterbacks Um, welcome back Jason from Neverland never never land I mean the magic of video editing audio editing there nobody will ever know now they will but if it wasn't for you Spoiler. All right. uh, Real quick, guys, we haven't talked about Matt Stafford, Trey Lance, Derek Carr, Cousins, Tannehill, Tua, Matt Ryan, Fields, Winston, Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, Wentz. Like there's a bunch of quarterbacks that, you know, especially some of those higher ranked guys uh, that that we still do trust from a fantasy perspective. Yeah. uh, I mean... Is there anyone in particular that you want to chat about? I mean, Matt Stafford is the next guy not included in our ranks. He's yeah, he's quarterback six. six. Right. So he, he was great last year. Um, so they have Allen Robinson. Cooper Cup obviously helped them out a lot. Uh, that offense will look a little bit different with, with Cam Akers uh, fully healthy this year. Trey Lance, I think, is the most intriguing guy. 
uh, between Ayuk and, and Debo and Kittle. Um, and, and they've been talking him up a lot. Um, and, and we have him at 14. Um, Derek Carr is wonderful. And like that division is going to be great. And they add Devontae Adams and they still have Waller and Renfro. Like that offense is going to be great. And Cousins has Justin Jefferson. Like he's going to have QB one weeks. So uh, all of these guys we trust. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there is a couple tear breaks in here and whatnot, but that's totally cool. Um, it is true. And and you have Tua, who adds Tyree Kill. They still have Waddle and Gasicki. There's a ton of firepower potentially on that offense with a master offensive mind coming over from the 49ers as their new head coach. So, like, all of those guys have the potential to to crack the guys that we've gone into depth a little bit more on. Yeah, I think if you are asking me to pick one guy out of that group, uh, I might surprise you, but I I think I'm actually going to go with Derek Carr. Uh, I really love what Derek Carr, I think, is going to be able to do. So, um, But yeah, you're right. Any of these guys are serviceable. If you whiff on them all, if you want to you know, take a swing on Trey Lance, potentially at the end of the draft to see if he's real, if he ended up you know, getting stuck with Aaron Rodgers or somebody else. You know, why not take two, see if somebody pops off and there you go. Yeah, I totally agree. And Justin Fields, too, potentially because of the rushing, but their whole offense is going to be so bad that you don't really want to touch them. And and Trevor Lawrence uh, doesn't really do it for me. Uh, Either people are a little bit higher on him. Honestly, if I had to take a really deep dart throw, it would be on Daniel Jones um, with with Brian Day. Seriously, with with Brian Dable there um, and with Sterling Shepard and Galladay and Kadarius Tony and Saquon being healthy, like that's the that's the real deep sleeper that I'll give you. Okay, all right. That's that's good enough for me. Wonderful. Anything you want to talk about before we wrap this one up? No, I would just love to mention the sack of sheet one more time. If you guys haven't already uh, please check that out. Go see it uh, on our website. Um, you know, we are we're we're hoping to post it before mid to end of July. So again, it's rankings and videos for 150 plus players, tiered rankings, overall rankings, uh, by position rankings, sleepers, busts, all of the above. So thank you guys so much. Have a good night. This episode of the Fantasy Football Sackos was recorded live and was presented by nobody. Presented by Kaplan. Oh, okay. That works. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the FF Sackos.